0: Welcome to the Demystifying Big Data Podcast, produced by the International Hospital Federation through its special interest group on harnessing big data. This podcast aims to shed light on the use of big data in healthcare. Using the expertise, knowledge, and insights of members of the Big Data SIG, we will discuss the challenges, opportunities, and practical implications for hospital leaders on using big data in decision-making. And to host this episode, we have Preetindira Kaur, Regional Quality Head of Apollo Hospitals Group in India. Hello, everyone. I'm Preetindira, and I work as the Regional Quality Head for Apollo Hospitals India. Today, I will be your host for this episode. We often use the term big data a lot. But what does this actually mean? What role does it have in healthcare? How can we as hospital leaders make sure we are collecting and using data that will help us in our work? What are the types of hospitals that this big data is relevant for? I'm looking forward to discussing these questions and more with our esteemed guest speakers from the IHF Harnessing Big Data Special Interest Group. So may I request each of our speakers to please introduce themselves today.
1: Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. David Levine. I am the Group Senior Vice President of Advanced Analytics and Data Science at a company called Visient, which is the largest performance improvement company in the United States. Our company is based across the United States, and I'm speaking to you from Chicago. Hi, everyone. I'm Emil Kerman from Finland. I'm working at the
2: Wellbeing Services County, Virkamma, which is offering social and healthcare services to around uh, 500,000
0: people. A warm welcome to both of you, David and Emil, today's uh, discussion. So let's start. So firstly, perhaps we need to understand what big data actually is. So Emil, could you please start by helping us with the definition of big data? What makes it different from the information we all collect through patient records?
2: Sure. Big Data is a concept that has been there for many years, and one way to conceptualize it is that there are four dimensions which are called called four vs velocity, volume, veracity, and variety So in a way, big te- data can be you can describe data in your hands to be big if the, it's of big volume, it is updated frequently you have data in several different formats and and also you might have some issues related to how how truthful the data is which is related to veracity but in general i would say that that's just a concept the main main point in talking about big data is is actually about what data can do for you in your organization how can you be better how your organization can be better through better utilization of data. And in the end, it really doesn't matter whether it is big or small data, as long as you will get benefits from the data in, in a way of supporting your decisions, for example.
0: Thank you, Emil. This is very interesting. So now let's go to David. David, can you please tell us why do we need big data in healthcare? And what kind of applications does it have?
1: Yeah, sure. You know, medicine is rooted in science. Scientific method and data is really the basis of this. You know, as the cost of, you know, healthcare across the world continue to increase, you know, being more and more of the cost for, you know, any country providing healthcare, more and more it's important to make sure that we are providing the best resources for the right, right patients, right causes. There's been so many advances in medicine, you know, from pharmaceuticals to imaging to devices, but that needs to be matched with right interventions, right locations for the right patients, so that we really, you know, provide the best value in healthcare overall. We're moving towards, we're not nearly there yet, to more and more personalized medicine, but to be able to get to a way of personalizing medicine even more, you need that underlying big data underneath uh, to make sure that we're performing at the best level possible.
0: Thank you, David. So my next question is now to both of you. We would like to know, how do your organizations use big data in your work? Can you give us some practical examples? And I request we we must start with David first, and then we move to ML.
1: Yeah, great. Within our organization, our organization works with uh, the largest health systems across the United States. So we bring in data directly from those institutions, as well as other data sources. And really, we take that data and we normalize that data standardize it so that one can use that data to benchmark top performance. In certain cases, we know what top performance should look like, so it really helps our hospitals or physicians set their goals to ensure that they're providing the best care. In other times, we don't know what the best practice is, so we're using the data to explore who might be performing the best around a certain disease state or condition, And then understanding what are the key drivers to get to that point. So we, you take that data as I said, we transform it, we risk adjust it so that one can do apples to apples comparisons, and then we really highlight that data on a regular, frequent basis so people can use it in a practical way to continue to improve the care that they they give. Wonderful.
0: Over to you, Emil.
1: We are utilizing data a lot in to to
2: support our services in Finland there has just been a big organizational transformation that that primary care specialized care and social services and also rescue services have been combined together in in our region and uh, all other regions in Finland as well and this happened like at the beginning of this year so in a way we are still in the middle of a big transformation which leads us into our focus, which is actually getting better understanding true data on where we are at the moment and what has happened uh, in, in our operations. So in a way, our main focus at the moment is on building visual reports to support decision making, like business intelligence, those kind of things. But we are aiming more and more in the future towards Predictive analytics based on the data as well, because we want to achieve the level of uh, offering value-based healthcare and social services. And we need better information on what we are doing, but also on, on the predictive side. But that's something that will come more in the future. So far, for example, in the specialized care, we have had uh, experiments on predicting harmful events in, in specialized care and those kinds of things. But that's not something that we focus right at the moment. We need information of what's going on at the moment.
0: Great. I think often people panic when they hear us use the term big data. So what do you think are the biggest myths and misunderstandings that both of you have encountered regarding this terminology and how you have addressed it?
2: Yeah, I would say like, Currently, as I I work as the chief data officer and and in the past, while I was running a data analytics company, I would say people might think too much about whether they have big data or not and whether we could do something because we don't have big data, for example. But that's, like I said before, that's not the main point. The main point is that is there certain information that would help you to Become better to do things better in your organization, and if there is how data can help you, how should you define, for example, visual reports or machine learning algorithms and and so on, that would bring you most benefit in terms of information, so that you know what to do next. And that's my main point: that you shouldn't be thinking too much about whether your the data you have is big or not, because you you should think about the business problems, the operational problems that you have, and what information would you need
1: in order to improve.
0: Over to you, David.
1: Yeah, I think one of the biggest myths is that there's an easy button out there that you just buy some big data technology, or you create it yourself if you're a build yourself and like instantly, like you've got all the problems solved. So this is a journey. You know, technology is advancing. I think our journeys are going faster than they have in the past, but they're still journeys, you know? And so there's no easy bun. There's no quick fix. There's a lot in medicine, although it's science-based, that really is unknown. And so even if we had all the data instantly and we're able to process all that data, we're not going to have all the answers right away with that. I think that one other myth is that it's not just about, although we're talking about the data, it's not just having the data or visualizing the data. It's really the culture change of using the data to drive change or to reinforce that you're on the right path for whatever you're trying to change. And it's not something that, although Emil and I have definitely worked on the technology side. That you know, it's not just sitting you know, with the IT department or the chief data officer, but really to utilize big data, it involves everyone within, within the healthcare organization. Everyone has a role or is utilizing data, and that really is a, a cultural change as well, especially as we move to more data. And I totally agree with Emil, it's not how much you have, there's not a magic number that defines big data but it's the utilizing data. And, a re- and one last quick thing is people think that the data has to be absolutely perfect for all decisions. And absolutely, for depending on what you're working on, you need it to be perfect or close to perfect. But there's, I also see paralysis that if you can't get the data 100% perfect for everything, then you can't use it at all. And that's a fallacy.
2: I'd like to add on that. I fully agree what, with what David said. Regarding the the cultural aspect, it's definitely like the big data and and knowledge management, another term. They are both like technology involved, but that's, I would say, like 50% is technology maximum. It's a lot about cultural change, change management, how things could be different if we would utilize their data better. And if you build nice reports or machine learning algorithms, for example, if you are not using them, it really doesn't matter what you did technologically. So in a way, we cannot stress enough the change management aspect on actually taking full advantage of big data.
0: So David and Emil, it's it's really empowering to hear, you know, how much of a culture change the use of big data and analytics can bring about. I think that is the way forward for all healthcare organizations, because we all struggle with the culture change and change management. You know, moving on to my next question. So there will be many hospital leaders who are listening to us right now and who feel that they don't know where to start to incorporate big data into their work. So David, can you please suggest what should be the various steps in using big data if you were giving advice to a hospital leader at the start of their big data journey, what do you think are the steps that they need to take?
1: Yes, yeah, so actually as part of uh, IHF our, our big data uh, special interest group, myself, Emil, and a lot of our peers as part of that group have actually worked on sort of identifying For lack of a better term, our big data roadmap, and we've identified as a group, and this is backed up, you know, within um, within industry, you know, five key steps to the journey of how do we do big data well. Those include number one, collection; number two, storing and refining; three, visualization; fourth, collaboration; and the fifth area then standards and accreditation, and. I know you'll ask us a little bit more about this you know as follow up, but additionally, the plan for the big data special interest group of i h f is that this is really the beginning of us trying to disseminate this is an introduction of a year and probably a multi year you know program of disseminating information in these five areas and really best practices and whatnot so I'm really really excited about this and we'll have multiple resources that are coming out of this group in various forms to help. But, you know, as one quick hit, you know, is again, it's to start somewhere starting in the, in the first area and data collection, but not boiling the ocean. You don't have to do everything from the get-go, but it's doing, doing something that's intentional. And in general, I tend, when working with hospitals across the U.S., especially when starting out or struggling, is look for those quicker wins. You don't have to solve the hardest problem first, like build up a track history of solving still things that are important to be working on, where you have a better confidence of being able to win and build on and build from there.
0: Emil, perhaps you could talk us through a few of the questions on the roadmap that can answer at each of these stages. You can take us through one by one, each of these uh, stages, please.
2: Yeah, just a few thoughts. Like David said, it's important to kind of start small step by step. You cannot build everything at, at once, but, but still like th- there are these steps of starting from collection to utilizing data and collaborating with, with data. You still have to get the basics right. And it really starts with collecting data, for example, how people are inputting data to the electronic health records, if you have the electronic health records in the first place. But the main point is that you have to understand the the big picture, all the steps, and then you select one area, for example, emergency unit, for example. And then you start thinking about like, are, are we collecting the data in a way that it is usable in terms of later analysis based on that data or in terms of utilizing artificial intelligence on top of that. You really need to start there to check what is the quality of data and the veracity of data where you are at the moment and start improving there. And then think about the next step, storing data. How have we done that? so far what could we do to improve that step and in a way you have to go through all the steps you don't have to make a solution right away which tackles the whole hospital for example but you tackle one area but you need to make sure that you take into account all the steps in that particular area and then you can go then you can proceed in a lean way have benefits from there and then you can a scale that into other areas. But that's the main point that if you neglect one of those steps, it might be that the chain of data utilization does not work at all. And therefore it's important to understand the big picture.
1: Can I add one quick thing? I totally agree with what Emil said. One other thing that's important in your journey with big data is to include your key stakeholders and especially your clinicians around that data that it can't be done in a void by the it and the data people it's got you know you've really got to engage your your stakeholders especially your clinicians and understanding their workflow their needs their buy-in they can't create it alone either it's really a it is a team sport and you know it goes back to that cultural shift and you know emil uh you know just mentioned lean or you know a lean process and it is a process of getting people on board. And that, that's included with that. You may not get the consensus, but you need people bought in early on.
2: Also, that's important what David said. Also, one thing I want to mention is that we always, we have scarce resources. And in this area, when you start getting benefits from one area, you immediately want to expand. You want to get benefits from there and you want that information in this department and that department or in in this care chain and so on. What's really important is to cross-functional teams to prioritize what you should do and in which order, because otherwise you might end up in doing a lot of things, but all of them not in a way that the chain of data utilization would not be broken. And it's really important to... How do you say like like se- select your battles or, or what what's the what's the word in English? But that's that's really important.
0: Yes, and to add to what you said, I come from these standards and accreditation background. So you know, there's a lot of compliance data. There are a lot of incidents and errors data which we all need to incorporate and look into. And we all need big data for that the huge chunks of improvement data and the quality indicator data, you know, and what uh, you just discussed earlier, you know, all this, uh, you know, alignment of the compliances and accreditation data and the quality improvement data definitely helps us to build the culture change. So you very rightly said we need to prioritize. We need to do cross-functional, departmental, collaborative work. So then we can align align our, you know, main goal of change management and culture change and healthcare for, you know, future progression. At the end, I would like to say we surely have learned so much about big data specifically on what a special interest group the big data roadmap is working on. David and Emil, any last words from your side, please?
1: I'm very excited to be you know part of this you know, journey and, you know, and be able to you know, share and work with my colleagues. None of us individually have all the answers, but collectively, you know, we can work together on this. You know, you know, my role in working with you know the largest health systems across the US, 97% of the academic medical centers in the United States, over 50% of, of hospitals, 20% of physicians across the United States. Big data is going to be the key to really help to improve healthcare, deliver high value, high quality healthcare. I think you know the last comment around quality and accreditation piece is important and we shouldn't be afraid that data is going to show that we have opportunity. There is plenty of opportunity in healthcare worldwide to improve. We should use that data not to try to explain away why the data is wrong, but use that data to continue to improve and and drive healthcare. I think we have an exciting opportunity and, and journey. You know, we've gone from really in healthcare when I started my clinical career a while ago. There was not I started practicing care before we had electronic health records. I actually through by the time I was a full fledged you know practicing physician electronic health records were emerging. So we went from really uh, almost a paucity of data or you know, so very little data that was at least available you know, to now in a sea of data that we're just trying to wrangle in. So I think it's an exciting opportunity not to be afraid of, that we really have to embrace the challenge.
2: Yeah, I'd like to add that it's really important not to feel overwhelmed by this term of big data. In the end, it's, it's a concept which can be very helpful in helping you and your organization to improve. And it really really goes down to really core questions of organization itself. What information do we need in order to achieve our strategic goals or achieve better operational excellence? And if we would have that information, what would we do based on that information. And once you have answered those questions, then you can start moving in the step-by-step roadmap of utilization of big data and starting getting benefits and actually improving your organization.
0: Thank you again, David and Emil, for joining me today. And we hope to learn more about IHF's big data special interest group at the World Hospital Congress. Thank
1: you so much. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be part of this. I am excited that this is the beginning of a journey with IHF and the Big Data Special Interest Group. I am hoping that some of you listening, I will get to actually uh, see in person at the World Congress coming up uh, this fall in uh, Lisbon, uh, Portugal. And if you're not attending in person, there will be plenty of things online through IHF that myself and my colleagues will be uh, working on to continue to push information on this topic.
2: Thank you very much. It was a pleasure to be here. Regarding the Congress itself, I attended it uh, two years back, not not so far away in Barcelona, and it, it was a really great experience and I fully recommend in participating this year as well.
0: Thank you so much for listening. For more information on the International Hospital Federation's Big Data Special Interest Group, please visit www.ihf-fih.org. Goodbye!